Patrick Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot and Brodeur snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move. And Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. It's Tuesday, everybody, August 17th at the time of this recording. It is 1.16 p.m. Eastern time, so hope everyone's having a good day so far. So if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, it was a full show yesterday. I talked about our NHL playoff woes because the teams that we need to do well aren't doing so well. The teams that we need to do bad aren't doing so bad. So, you know, my luck is kind of running out. We talked about P.K. Subban and how he's nominated for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy for his hard work and determination off the ring to try to make a difference in the world. And we also talked about Riley Walsh. We talked about a whole lot of stuff. Like I said, it was a jam-packed show, so hopefully you guys can check that out. And if you hadn't checked that out, pause this podcast and give it a listen. I also want to say, I don't know how many of you noticed it or not, I apologize if yesterday's episode seemed a little lethargic. I had a seriously bad headache, and so it was a little slow and just a little hard for me to record. I was debating on whether to make an episode and just maybe push back production a little bit, but I decided to march through it because I'm a soldier, so that's how much I care about you guys. So anyway, we got some breaking news to discuss that just came out on the Devil's Twitter feed that I saw just, I think, an hour or two ago. Remember how I said actions speak louder than words? And how I want to see more action and less being performative from one player. So I cited like people like uh, P.K. Subban is a good example because he donated a good sum of money to a cause that he felt was right to try to make a difference. I basically talked about this in the last couple of episodes. So if you want to get where I'm coming from, then check out Friday's episode and yesterday's episode as well. So anyway, the HBSE commits 20 million, 20 million, that's impressive, to champion equality. So some of you may not know what a HBSE stands for. So HBSE stands for Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. It's in association with the New Jersey Devils. They have announced an action plan to fight systematic racism and champion equality. Now you're probably wondering how are they doing this and you know where are they getting the 20 million dollars from and why the 20 million dollars to start off with. So Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, a dynamic organization that is comprised of premier sports and entertainment properties such as East Coast teams like the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils is unveiling a company-wide action plan to fight systematic racism in pursuit of that mission. It's pledging 10 million dollars over the next five years to drive action and invest in the cities where our teams live, work, play, and perform. This company has committed a total of $20 million to fighting systematic racism and trying to get equality, including a $10 million contribution from the 76ers to the NBA's newly announced foundation to drive economic empowerment in black communities. So the founder of this great company, Josh Harris, stated in an interview, as leaders and stewards of a community pillars, the eyes of the world are on us to do better and they should be. While we will never be able to correct the past harm and injustice faced by black Americans. It's our duty to provide resources that enable a tangible action and greater opportunities for equality. We are committing to a fundamental change in our business strategy by embedding our own organization with black communities and businesses throughout significant and sustained investment and support. We are deeply committed to fighting for a better, more inclusive future, and we pledge to be better leaders in doing so. Great quote by their CEO, and 
that's a great outcome and I just love what they're doing so far. So I was really happy when I read that breaking news uh, story from the New Jersey Devils website. As I said, this is courtesy of NewJerseyDevils.com. So if you want to check it out, I will put the link to this full article in the description of this episode. So there's way, way, way more to this article, but I'm not able to cover every single thing because, you know, uh, I'm under a time limit. But basically, here's a short summary of it. And again, I will post the link to the full thing in the description. So basically, they are going to be donating a lot of money to certain branches of the black community through these programs of the 76ers and also the New Jersey Devils. So what are they going to be doing? They're going to be donating certain types of money to health and wellness of black people, uh, businesses, schools, trying to support black businesses, um, all that. And you know what? That's what I like. I like call to action because that speaks way louder than words. If they would have just went onto their Twitter feed and just said Black Lives Matter, I'm just like, you're just being performative. You're not doing anything. So with them donating this amount of money, just trying to reach out to the black community and also trying to help them. And, you know, just trying to find ways to support and say, we got your back and we will do whatever we can to help you out. That means a lot to me of a person of color. And that goes way, way, way farther than honestly anything else I could think of. But anyway, I think we've touched on this subject enough. That's just what I wanted to cover because, you know, I do believe it's breaking news. So let's move on to the next subject. Now, around this time, I would give you guys my personal opinion on what's going around the NHL at this time being, see the scores of the playoffs and see how does it impact the New Jersey Devils. But you know what? I think we've covered that subject enough. And plus, this is just a day after what I told you was going on yesterday. Not much has changed. I'll let you know who gets eliminated and how does this affect the New Jersey Devils draft stock so anyway I think we're gonna I think we need to switch subjects a little bit and just manipulate it if you know what I'm saying so the Devils have the seventh overall pick in this upcoming NHL draft so let's take a look at some players maybe just analyze a couple of them for today's show because you know I don't want to do everything all at once let's analyze a couple players that the Devils could potentially draft at that number seven overall pick because I am just intrigued I'm compelled I'm curious to know what players are available and how could it impact our team both here and abroad Uh, You know, when I mean here, I mean America and then abroad, Canada, Europe, wherever the case might be. So let's take a look at some of the players that are available for the Devils to draft realistically at number seven. Because even if the Rangers decide to muck up their draft and just not draft Lafreniere, let's be realistic. He's not going to drop to number seven. So let's take a look, everybody. Number one on my list would have to be Alexander Holtz. He is out of Sweden. So according to Elite Prospects, Alexander Holtz is an offensively very skilled player. Holtz is a true goal scorer with an impressive wrist shot and slapper, has the ability to know exactly where to be on the ice to make things happen. Remember what Wayne Gretzky, I know, I know, he called us the Mickey Mouse organization, but bear with me. Wayne Gretzky said he didn't go to where the puck is, he goes to where the puck can be at. So when Elite Prospect said that, that kind of reminded me of what Wayne Gretzky said. So... He is also a smart player, maybe not as smart as uh, Walsh, but you know, it'll do. With good on-ice vision and fine technical skills, not a poor playmaker either. He sees openings well and sets up his teammates, although he prefers to finish the play himself. Capable skater, although his acceleration could be better. So there's his weakness, it's just accelerating. So... Uh, People ask me, what's the difference between speed and acceleration? Well, um, speed is the distance covered in a unit of time, while acceleration is the rate of change of speed. But digressing a little bit, some of his rankings include number six by EliteProspects.com, which I'm getting this information from. He's ranked number six by Future Considerations, ranked number nine by ISS Hockey. 
and he's ranked number two by NHL Central Scouting in terms of Euroskater. So I think that's a great guy to look at. And, and let's do what I do best. Let's look at some of his numbers. So his best year came in 2017-2018 season for some Swedish team that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce because, oh man, you, you Swedes, you really have confusing names. Uh, he generated 45 points, had 23 goals, 22 assists, and he did even better the following year by generating 47 points and had 30 goals and 17 assists. So that is impressive. And what's his, um, oh geez, what's his position again? Uh-oh, he's not a defensive man. He's a right wing. So my question is, is that the Devils do need some help with their scoring, but this guy is obviously great and all. And, you know, again, I'm speaking as if we're going to get him because, remember, we have the seventh overall pick. I don't think I need to remind you guys because it's so sad. But, you know, it's just like, um, you see, one, two, and three are pretty much a lock of who's going to draft what. But once you start to go down the list, it just gets a little murky and it's just up in the air. And it's just like, who will draft this player first? Who will get this? Who will get that? And, you know, it's just a little um, it's just a little confusing and nothing is set in stone. But if he were to be available, I would just say, like, yes, he has great offensive skills. But I don't think we need a uh, another wing. We need a defensive man. Because, like I said in yesterday's episode, we don't really have that many young prospects to develop for our blue line so my question is if if he is the best one on the board uh I guess you have no choice but to maybe draft him but you know I would just be a little careful because that's not what we need so but you know what he's a good player so if he does become available let's uh look even further to see what he could bring to the table but first before we continue I know I know I know you're enjoying what you're listening to but just hear me out for a second because I need to make an important announcement chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, (laughs) I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com So, obviously, you can't see that highlight, but 
I can because, you know, I, uh, well, you know, well, you, you get the idea because I'm editing this entire thing and, you know, I have to convert that video into an MP3 file and, you know what, I, I'm getting off topic. So the point is you can't see that highlight, but I can. So what happened was it was a sloppy play by the opposing team and Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond. They make a great uh, dynamic duo and uh, they're able to lose the puck and get it away from the opposing team. And Alexander Holtz is able to make a smart-minded play, take the puck, steal it away, and just shoot and score. And, you know, it was a very simple. Once you, If you guys want to look at the highlights or whatever, I'll post the link down in the uh, description and tell you what parts, um, when to start the video and when to end it. So that way you can see for yourself. But anyway, it was a very smart play by Alexander Holtz, as I stated. He's a very smart player and... The only issue is just his acceleration. So can he go from zero to a hundred, as Drake said, real quick? So uh, that that's just only his only downside. But the the only blemish I'm having is is that he's a right wing, and you know we don't really need a right wing for our team. But you know if the Devils want to draft him and you know maybe just uh, give it a shot, you know it couldn't hurt. Or no, it, it could hurt because you know you don't know what could happen. But anyway, um, yeah, I like what this kid brings to the table and. Um, uh, he generates a lot of points. He's a great offensive-minded uh, wing. And let's see how he would do if he was to be uh, integrated into the Devils lineup. So adding another right wing adds more help for the other forwards on the team. Having weapons like him can help because you got players like Jack Hughes and Nico Heizer who just need that right player to play with because they only did well if they were with certain uh, lineups. And unfortunately, if you want to be a star in this league, you have to be adaptable and you just have to have... Uh, you have to have consistency. It can't just be with a certain line because line changes happen in and out of the NHL. So uh, that 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 can also uh, play into factor. So if you put him into the lineup, that could uh, just maybe you could get more consistency from Hughes and Heizer because a player of his caliber is already a bona fide weapon. But you know, uh, there, there, that's still to be desired if he goes to the Devils or if he's even you know. Uh, if he is drafted, will he be a bust? I don't know, but you know. Uh, anyway, where, where was I? Oh yeah, so Hughes and Heizer would grow more reliable as forwards. Uh, what's even more convenient is that the New Jersey Devils don't have enough right wings. So while the Devils don't have enough defensive men, they don't have enough right wings. But however, I feel like getting a right wing it would be easier than getting a defensive man because remember the Devils need all the help they could get with their. Um, with their defense and you know hopefully Subban can uh, just have a bounce back year and you know just become comeback player of the year for the New Jersey Devils so you know we'll see what that is the only problem is is that if we do draft Holt he may end up going back for one more season in Sweden once he does come to the NHL the weight will be worth it so yeah that is the risk when you draft a foreign player they do have the option to just elect to play with their respective team overseas um you know uh same with drafting a player who's uh, out of college they can elect to go back to college so you know that's always a risk because as we stated Walsh uh, would have gone back to Harvard if Harvard didn't cancel their uh their their sports season so you know that 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 is the uh factor that goes into it so 
If we do draft him, could you convince him to stay with the Devils and just say, listen, we think you're ready and we think you can be a vital part for this organization that's rebuilding. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, obviously that's a big what if if he does decide to or I guess it wouldn't be his option. It would be if the Devils decide to draft him. But you know what? That I wouldn't mind having a player like that on the team. Obviously, I would prefer a defensive man, but, you know, uh, it was on the list. Okay, so, you know, I have to analyze every person on that list and see what they bring to the respective table. So obviously I did some extensive research involving Holtz and all the other draft prospects that we could potentially pick up because, you know, uh, I wanted to do center episodes surrounding these guys, where their backstory is and, you know, uh, how they could impact the New Jersey Devils because, you know what, I want you guys to get excited about this year's draft because I think it's going to be way better than last year's draft and, you know, maybe... um, Maybe it could surprise you. I don't know. So all about the jersey.com stated that Alexander Holtz is a sniper with a high hockey IQ. As we stated, obviously, I don't think he has a high IQ similar to Walsh off the rink. But you know what? That's just a joke. And, you know, I'm just throwing that out there because, you know, Walsh graduated from uh, or he didn't graduate. He he went to Harvard University, let's just say. So anyway, let's look at more about this uh, sniper from Sweden. And I'm going to go into more detail about his stats because I don't think I touched on his stats long enough. I just gave you guys a few um, stat lines just to give you guys more of a prelude of what he could bring to the table. So Holtz is nothing if he is not a goal scorer. Going all the way back to 2016 and 2017, he was playing in some under 16 games, which is, you know, pretty impressive. But he was mostly capitalizing in under 18 opportunities, and he's always produced more goals than assists. So there's an issue I have that elite prospects didn't stay. So if he's not getting goals... What is he? Is it, Could he, like, you know, play a little bit of defense? Could he do this? Could he do that? Uh, you know, that I, I get his acceleration is an issue, but if he's not scoring goals, then what is he? Is he just a liability on the rink? I, I would love to know more about that. In 23 games in under 18 play in that 2016-2017 season, at 14 and 15 years old, he produced an excellent 40 points with 23 of those coming as goals, as I stated. Just to, uh, you know, put his name on the map and just to make sure that he was not a one-hit wonder, he did the same thing next year and also had an excellent year. Uh, In those same under-18 leagues in Sweden with 41 goals and 74 points and another 11 goals and one assist in six playoff games. You guys see it? That boy gets goals and you know what? When in doubt, try to shoot the puck into the twine as uh, Holtz might think to himself. So last year playing in the 2018-2019 season, playing mostly in the under-20 league as a 16 and 17 year old, he had 30 goals and 47 points in 38 games and competed in three SHL games, but he did not score in one of those games, so that's just something to, uh, you know, uh, take into consideration. Uh, If he's not, just look at his stats. If he's not scoring, uh, then what is he? That's my question. This past season, playing in 35 pro games for Sweden, he had nine goals and seven assists. You notice a severe point drop there, but that just comes with a massive talent jump from Sweden's uh, J20 league and their top pro league, which is one of the top leagues in the world. So that's also a concern. Uh, if his stats go that much farther down when the talent just goes up and up and up, uh, could he do the same thing in the NHL? So like, what am I going to get? Am I going to get when he was playing in those under 18 leagues or am I going to get when he was playing in those uh, 20 year old leagues for Sweden? So that's the one of the concern I have. So like, if he's not getting goals, then what is he going to be? Is he just going to be just a liability out there? Is he just going to be a body out there? Like, I don't know. So, 
you know what? I like this kid, and I think he could produce a lot of goals. And I wouldn't mind if the Devils drafted him, but you got to make sure this is the right system for him, especially since the Devils are a defensive-minded organization. So will he just fall into the dust, and will he just be silent? So that's just my main question. So uh, all in all, I, I like him as a player, but in terms of going to the Devils, I wouldn't mind it. But I wouldn't recommend it because I don't know if this is the right system for him, and I don't know if if, if he's what he if what we need. Even if we are short at right wings, uh, I think we need more defenders uh, desperately. So we're gonna look at more prospects. Maybe we'll discuss it in tomorrow's episode. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. But that's about all the time I have for you guys today. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode. Have a nice day.